0: Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour, with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smokin' Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Never before have I turned on you, when you to me. Be. I think I cut me into and I just can't let you be. But well, it's a free for all and a white said You can bet your life. Stakes are high and so am I. That intro gets me hyped, dude. I'm
1: like you know what? The, uh, the intro there, that's the first time I noticed that He said it starts at 8 o'clock. So my hat's off to uh, to Sammy for starting things at 8 o'clock. He obviously knows what you he's know doing. What? I think we're, we're in a good spot.
2: I thought about that when I put that together because I always put 7 p.m. Central because that's where I'm at. And I thought, well, this not going to confuse people. And then I remembered that it is 8 o'clock for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, Sammy's just way more – like smarter than me. He predicted our show like before I was even born.
1: So half of the audience the audience on the East Coast is like, fuck yeah, it's eight o'clock and Sammy said it. And then the the central people are like, what, it's not even showtime yet. It's not eight o'clock. They probably just that, hung up on us.
2: That's fine. That's fine. them. They can download the SoundCloud. Top, East Coast people are the people we want. They can get they can get us that's a deal. True.
1: You know what the deal is? If you you, you hear like someone say, you know what? They're the, say, I'm going to use Howard Stern example. You know, they'd say he's the Howard Stern of Detroit, right? But you never hear anybody right. say he's the Howard Stern of New York or what have you. You know what I mean? The so-and-so of New York. Because, it's like, New York's where all the shit happens, supposedly.
2: Yeah, yeah. I... I... I don't know. I've never listened. Have you ever listened to Howard Stern's show? I've literally never heard it, even though I I like interviews with the guy and I've seen him on TV and I I think he's a cool dude. I've really never listened to to his show.
1: I do listen to his show, and I like to say that our show is superior to their show. They they obviously have a bigger budget and more people working on their show, but the quality of our show, uh, the content is just better. But it it is pretty funny. And you know what? I will give Howard this. He's he really is good at interviewing people. He really is. He really makes people feel comfortable in the studio there, and I think he gets a lot of people to, like, admit stuff and say stuff that they normally wouldn't say because he, like, puts them in therapy.
2: That's interesting. I have seen, like, YouTube clips. Usually I'm looking up somebody else I'm curious about, and a YouTube clip will come up from the Howard Stern show where they were on it. And I've seen a few minutes of him and, you know, some other people interacting. And he does seem like, like whenever he's talking to somebody, he he, he kind of drops that wild man thing. And, and suddenly he's just like, you can envision them like just sitting at a couch, you know, sharing a fucking beer, or having a drink.
1: Yeah, he definitely knows how to put people at ease. His voice is soothing, sort of like yours, Rufus. And I just want to say, too. You know, you paid for that intro, but I gotta tell you, your voiceover voice is twenty times better than that guy's voice that does our intro now.
2: Yeah, I know. I just I, I like it better only because it's not one of us, so it seems right, like it it. It, it it presents the illusion that we've got like a production company handling us, you know.
0: Right. And, uh, I, oh, dude, I, I
2: I got some voiceover news, man. Actually, believe it or not. Now, in voiceover I, news, it's Rufus. <laughs> Thank you, Now I got contacted uh a couple of months ago f- by a, a talent agency in Los Angeles offering to like represent me, and the really? first, my first thought was, yeah, my first thought was, oh well, this has got to be a fucking scam so right? i like I spent like two days or more just looking up them on the internet and their company and shit, and it turns out they're legit, and they've got like big. Uh, you know, clients and stuff. You know, brand names you would definitely have heard of. And right. so I said, okay, I'll I'll sign the deal. It doesn't cost me anything. They just take a cut off, you know, ten percent off of whatever whatever gets paid. And I, I just this morning I woke up and had my first audition from them, and it's for a nationwide TV commercial campaign for Old El Paso tacos really? and salsa. Yes. Is it in English? It is in English. It is. It is. And it's, uh, I, I auditioned for three characters. It's an animated deal where, like, it's like taco shells that have, like, eyes and arms and interact right. with people, you know. And so you know, I auditioned awesome. for three characters. I don't really? think I'll get it, but, but yeah.
1: Why don't you think you'll get it?
2: Uh, the characters is not my deal. I haven't done characters before, so I, I gave it a shot. I went ahead and did the audition, but. I'm sure there's other character guys on their roster that, you know, will name it.
1: Can you do a quick read-through of one of the characters for us, Rufus?
2: Oh, I can't. I can tell you what they are, but uh, it's on my other computer, the scripts and shit. Ah. But one of them them was a, uh, a, a hippie, a hippie male. So it's a hippie taco shell.
1: Okay.
2: The other one was an old sailor, like an old grizzled sailor taco shell. And the other one was just your typical sort of suburban dad taco shell.
1: Now, with the suburban dad one, did you ever think about reading it as uh, Bill
2: Cosby? Uh, I, didn't want, I didn't want to scare anyone away or seduce them, so no. You know what? I got to give old,
1: old El Paso credit because probably one of the most genius commercials I've ever seen. Is the one where they, it's a, it's a commercial for a flat, a, a shell that's flat on the bottom, right? So it stands up when you uh, put your taco meat in, which is a problem, mentioned. so much of a problem that at one point I actually owned a thing that would stand your tacos up that I bought at the dollar store to put the, the meat and stuff in. But uh, they have a guy, I'm sure you've seen this commercial, he's like nailing nails into the table so he can set yes. up some fucking taco shells. It's just so brilliant, I can hardly stand it.
2: And they have it. Wasn't it a little kid? They had one with a little yeah. kid, and he like they really revolutionized this like taco shells, and they're like hoisting them up on their shoulders and yeah, to the yeah.
1: That's why I asked if it had to be in Spanish. I'm sure the author this, uh, Spanish.
2: Uh, was it one of the scripts, or at least at least one of the scripts, did reference those flat bottom taco shells. That's, that's a big selling point, apparently.
1: It, it is, dude. I'm telling you, why would you ever buy a different kind of taco shell? First of all, they hold a proper amount of meat, right? Because a regular taco shell, even if it is Old El Paso, is like, it, it's just like one little scoop of meat in the bottom. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
2: that's true. And it
1: like wants to break apart. Remember though, at one time they sold like these light taco shells. And remember Taco Bell had like a Taco Bell light? It was like a super what? light and airy. Oh, they were so good. I don't know why they got rid of them. It was, like, super crunchy. Really? That sounds terrible, but it was good. It really was good. It really was good. Maybe because it was different, because I love Taco Bell. And I love tacos, dude. If I was on a desert island, I could honestly, I mean, I know I'm going out on a limb here, but I saying I could eat tacos every day probably for the rest of my life if I had to. You can't go wrong with the
2: tacos. They have like every, it's meat, vegetables, and maybe some kind of salsa or topping. That you can eat with one hand. I mean, how it's, it's right. like a perfect fucking food. Whether it's hard shell or soft. Hard shell can get kind of messy, which is you know right. why we're praising the the flat bottom ones. But yeah, dude, a taco. It's like I don't want to say it's better than a sandwich because I'm a sandwich guy, but I'm a sandwich it's definitely. Guy too. If if I were like – if there was like a, a food version of a gunslinger, I would have like a holster with a sandwich and a holster with a taco and just run amok over the Wild West.
1: Dude, and honestly, I think you'd be prepared for just about any situation as long as you are carrying a taco <laughs> in a sandwich. Well, you know, the great thing is you could keep a taco in one hand and jack off if you're on a desert island. I mean, there's something to be said or, for that. This is, or here, right here at home. <laughs> That's true. You know what? I think uh, maybe I'll try that later. I'll watch some Latina teen porn and jack off while eating a soft
2: taco, or should it be hard? Oh, dude, you
1: would probably, probably want to eat a hard taco.
2: You've just invented a new fetish. You've invented a fetish right there, man.
1: Oh man, I'm getting I'm getting a little uh getting a little solid
2: thinking about it. Dude, can you imagine like some Latina porn? where the guy squirts his queso over a taco, and then she eats it.
1: Oh, my God. For the money shot? Yes. <laughs> White queso, obviously.
2: Oh, yeah. Queso blanco.
1: the chili. Let's leave the chili
2: out. <laughs> you got to really, really be into it to do the chili.
1: <laughs> right. Let's say that. That's, like, the next level is when you get into, like, uh, hardcore Sour cream and chilies and whatnot being shot onto a a giant taco, yes. obviously made with salmon so anyways, what's the weather like there, Rufus
2: uh, It's pretty normal. I mean it's kind of hot when the sun is at its most disadvantageous point for human beings It's right. muggy, humid, but no rain. It's, uh, it is it's terrible. Great. I spend most of my time indoors.
1: It's so hot here where I'm at that it's like that if there's a dead animal within like two miles of you, you can like smell it. You know what I'm oh, talking geez. about when you're like driving down the street and you like get a whiff of like some dead animal that's rotting back in the woods somewhere. Oh, yeah. And then, have you ever had that happen and you're like driving and somehow you keep going and the smell of dead animal like stays in the car with you? And you have to put your windows down to get the smell of a dead animal out. It like goes against everything that makes sense
2: to me, yeah, especially when that dead animal's a skunk, and then it's you're just like in a fucking boiler room of disgust. See this might be the most disgusting
1: thing ever. I do not mind the smell of a skunk, really not, I yeah, it's not like the worst smell in the world to me.
2: I don't you know, know why. You might- you might be right. It, I I think it's not that bad. I think the problem is that it it like lingers and persists. So like once you're sprayed, you can't get it off. Right. It, it yeah. kind of etches itself into your nose holes.
1: It just reminds me of really good pot. You know what I mean? Like back in <laughs> the olden days, before you could get like 50, 60, 150 million strains of pot like you can now, there was like two strains of pot. One was like Mexican weed and one was the quote-unquote sacred kind bud, but it was usually yeah. Northern Lights, and it smelled just like a skunk. Really? But now you can get like weed that smells like fucking blueberries and shit. Even though it all still smells kind of like a skunk, don't let them fool you. Like a skunk getting blueberries.
2: Skunk getting blueberries.
1: It's a that's the name of a band I think out of Seattle.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like uh, one of those old. Like grunge shipster bands. Like uh how what was this guys that sang the song where the girls dance around in the bee outfit?
0: Uh uh. Doo, doo, yeah. doo, doo, exactly.
2: Doo, doo. You and I, like everybody else in America, has forgotten their name.
1: Oh no. Blind Melon! Blind Melon! Blind Melon, that's it, yes. Thank you. That would be a pretty shot. Here's Good another job, thing dude. I remembered. Right before we got started on the show, I was watching the end of Jeopardy. And yeah. the, the, uh, the question, the final Jeopardy question, right, was cities in Europe. And it was, mm-hmm. the question was, the Trans-Siberian Railroad travels 5,000 some odd miles. It's the longest railroad in the world. And ends up in this port city in the Sea of Japan. Okay? And I took okay. Russian history at St. Edward's, okay? And I didn't learn anything in this class. The lady was, obviously, she never showed up for the class, so of course I quit showing up for the class. And I didn't really learn anything except Vlad B.O. Stock was the only thing I remember from this whole fucking class. And I'll be a son of a gun if it wasn't the right fucking answer for that Jeopardy question tonight and I remember it. So it was worth like the
2: $93,000 that I paid for St. Edward's because I remembered Vlad B.O. Stock. That is fucking insane, dude. I've never heard that name anywhere ever in my 41 fucking years of life. That is fucking wild. (laughs) I could,
1: the other name, the only other fucking city I can even remember the name of in all of Russia is like Moscow. Yeah. But somehow it's such a weird, you know why I remembered it, Rufus? And this is almost embarrassing because it reminded me of Vlasic pickles because it kind of is spelled the same. No, <laughs> so actually, I didn't learn anything from St. Edwards. I learned more from the pickle uh, goose guy or whatever. He's a stork, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. The what is the guy. what is the angle there? Why is a stork delivering pickles? Is it you know what? I, I've never thought about it, but is it because like apparently the 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 sort of schtick, the stereotype is that like women crave weird things when they're pregnant.
1: Oh, my God. It actually could be. And then where does Groucho Marx fit into that whole recipe? It's like the stork is like Groucho Marx meets the Maytag guy. Because they wear, like, a blue hat.
2: Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, why is it Groucho Marx and the Maytag? I can see the Maytag guy because women, after they give birth, should be doing a lot of laundry and housework. And I guess Groucho Marx is just, just there to put them in their place So they merge those
1: It's just a two. misogyny thing Obviously uh, Obviously that was created Like in 1940 or something I would like to know that the, <laughs> uh, the, the beginnings of the stork We should look that up for the next show Or someone call in and tell us If you're familiar with what's going on
2: With uh, the stork representing the pickles
1: Because I think Ruben probably- Has it pretty much figured out
2: yeah, but you're right. I mean, that's kind of an antiquated notion that they're still kind of pitching. They should update it so the stork is like uh, some kind of transgendered, uh, you know, handicapped it's person unicorn. or something.
1: He's a unicorn. A
2: tr- yes, he should be a unicorn. A unistork. A unistork,
1: a unist- yeah. He has, he has a giant horn uh, where his beak is, a colored horn. You know, here's another thing I figured out about porn. I think I think you can tell it's a true amateur porn. Correct me if I'm wrong. If the person in the porno has uh, its baby's feet tattooed on its breasts, like the woman in the porno has its baby's feet on the inner oh. on the tattoo, nothing says wow. romance like shooting your queso
2: on someone's baby feet <laughs> in a porno. <laughs> no kidding! Wow. Uh, I, I can't I, I, honestly. I can't say that. I, I don't think I've seen anything that has claimed to be amateur that actually was. But what you're describing sounds like you you may have found a honeypot. pot. <laughs> where, where are you seeing <laughs> awesome amateur I'm sure videos was like some that?
1: Some sort of to get into like seeing real amateur porn now, you got to dig pretty deep into like trailer trash porn and stuff like that, crackhead porn, you know. The stuff all the cool kids are watching
2: uh, how, how many how many of the faces of the chicks you've seen in that segment have then ended up on uh, intervention on a and e
1: you know what's funny is i watched did you watch intervention recently?
2: I just I watched, watched it one, last night. I watched one today that I had would but I don't know when it was from.
1: Was it destiny was it some chick who was shooting dilated?
2: No, it wasn't that one.
1: Was it a chick with, a, with like, the lead singer of a band at one point no. And she went on a coke bender for, like, three months and left her family?
2: No, that one sounds way more interesting than the one that I saw, unfortunately.
1: Please elaborate on the one that you saw.
2: It was just uh, some blonde young girl who was a heroin addict, and her mom had run off in her youth with some dude – And then the dude had ended up seducing the daughter when she was, like, 14 or 15, and they banged, and then she became a heroin addict, and the dad was dislodged and emotionally not there. You know, typical story, but uh, she wasn't in a band. (laughs) Right.
1: I'm going to say, I think I've seen that one. This one was sad. This particular one was sad because this chick, uh, this is the chick who like, did cocaine. She just went on, like, these benders. But she had, like, a 11-year-old and a 16-year-old son, and she would just, like, disappear. And these dudes, I don't understand, like, these dudes, I know they love these chicks, but they stay with these chicks when they know they're, like, out sucking dick for cocaine and stuff. And then we're talking about mm-hmm. guys that have, like, jobs and shit. They're like, I still love her. I'm just like, man, I'm not, I don't even like if my wife doesn't take a shower for, like, a day. More or less, come home <laughs> with some guys fucking queso and chips all
2: over her. <laughs> Hey, speaking of this, it doesn't mean that I'm shallow. I'm going to have to lower my voice here. It doesn't mean that I'm shallow. Like when I'm watching Intervention, sometimes there's chicks on there that are total addicts. Obviously, they're killing themselves. But despite all the sores and scabs on their face, their bodies are pretty goddamn hot. Right. And then after they go to the the uh, the treatment and they come back, they, like, gained a shitload of fucking weight. And I, my first instinct is, like, damn, you should have stayed on the drugs. But that's right. bad. I mean, Wait, I know that's bad. But is it's, it, a, it's a weird it's trade-off, dude. It's, like,
1: stay on the drugs but lose your teeth or get off the drugs, keep your teeth, what you have left of your teeth, and <laughs> and put on a few pounds. Right. They're just patting themselves for when they go back on the drugs. Oh, I, I did want to tell I you, dude, I did learn something from Intervention yesterday that uh, crack whore is now sugar baby. Sugar baby, really? Yeah, these chicks like on these websites, like these sugar baby websites, are basically crack whores. I learned last night.
2: There are so no sugar baby websites. Yeah, it's I like you get to down. meet a
1: chick and give her four hundred dollars to blow you, but instead of calling her a crack whore, you overpay her and you and you call her a sugar baby. And she calls you like God. once a week for drug money.
2: That's fucking ridiculous. I've never paid 400 Dude, bucks chick, for a
1: job. This chick last night was. She was doing $600 worth of dope a fucking day.
0: How? Oh, so it's I, like I,
1: fucking 20 grand a month in fucking drugs. She has to make a quarter of a million
2: dollars a year to fucking support her drug habit. Now, why don't people no, suck dick? to make that kind of money and then like invest it in the stock market or (laughs) open a business. We should be teaching that, that tactic to like college students graduating from university. We
1: should just open up like a Trump university where chicks just come and we help them perfect their blow jobs so they can get ahead in life, you know, after college. (laughs) That's
2: (laughs) right. We should do a, Oh my God, what are those like fundraising websites? Like Indiegogo. Except you just you're honestly like, look, I'll suck that for four hundred bucks, and then <laughs> right, I'm, yeah. I, I I I'm gonna buy a new exact. camera for my photo project.
1: Yeah, those are. I think at that point you get a job as a stripper, so you can use the old "I'm working my way through school" thing. Even though ah. they don't need to tell it "its blowjob school" run by Zigzag and Rufus. We will have a master's program the whole fucking nine yards.
2: Masters, Bader's program. The mass
1: program will be this thing where we teach them how to twist their wrist while they suck. It's an exquisite technique. It's it's out of uh, Japan. Oh, is that right? You know what? See, I have a little bit of a rant. Not it's not rant music worthy, but today I went to get gas. Right, this is on my way home for the show, and some lady, yeah. like blocks both fucking pumps with her car. What? Okay. She, you know how you can, like, if you pull in between the two pumps, like, I, I can't get to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't. I couldn't back up to one. I couldn't pull forward to one. And then right. proceeds, I guess, to go inside and take a shit. Because what? I sat in my car 15 fucking minutes waiting for this lady, and she never came out. And then I'm like, well, I'll go on the other side. But there's a guy over there, like, basically giving his sh- car a fucking tune up. Right there, he's oh, got like parts laying on the fucking ground and shit. And I Jeez, was pretty high, great. so it probably was only about ten minutes, but it seemed like a long fucking time. Let me
3: tell <laughs> you. Okay,
2: okay, yeah, that's uh that's a small rant, but a worthy one. I mean, every time I approach a gas pump situation, you know, whether it's uh they're in line or there's multiple stalls or whatever, I always. Think of the guy coming up behind me that also has to get gas. I don't. Yes. You can't easily yes. block two pumps, you know, if you don't park right. You no, know, I go out of my way. Look, I'm living in a fucking society with other human beings that also need to get shit done. I try to, con, to take that into consideration when I'm doing my stuff. And you're right. I, I think that's that's definitely rant worthy. Especially that the, the bitch went in and just kind of vanished. For <laughs> right. A
1: while. She did. She did. She was like, in my aunt, like, where is this fucking lady? So, you know, I don't even really know how long she was in the store because she was parked like that when I pulled up. And I'm like, okay, this there's no one at this car. They're obviously in paying, and they'll be out in fucking two minutes. You know what I mean? Because you have to figure they probably pumped their gas and went in to pay, or, or they're paying for their gas and coming back out. But, yeah, I'm going to have to guess she took a shit
2: on my time. On your time and your engine's running, right? So she owes you for the gas that you're you're expending while waiting.
1: I just want to say all the it's kind of the ozone that suffers there because all the emissions that I let out of my car while she was inside taking that shit, it uh it's cruel to the the earth
2: in general. It is. She should be the double taxed for that. Absolutely. She should be. Now okay. Was the pump like in her car? Like she put the pump in on and let it go and went in, or was she, she hadn't even started no. pumping yet? She hadn't even what? started
1: pumping yet. That was the fucking. That's, that's where I about popped right there, Rufus. You just hit it, the crux. I was dude, like, okay, that, like, here she comes, fucking finally, and then she like starts undoing her gas cap and shit. Okay, and that's not even the kidding. end of it, dude. Then wait a minute. Then she gets in her car. And pulls, like, six inches forward. Right? And I'm like, what the fuck? I thought maybe she was moving up to the other pump, but no. No. Then she just sat there and watched herself get gas. It was pretty annoying. I wanted to get
2: out and punch her, but I'm a gentleman. I don't punch people at gas stations. This tale of woe is pissing me off. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. At least if you're going to go in to take a shit or whatever, start the pump so when you
1: get out, you're done and you can just fucking leave. Yes. It was rude. What's wrong with it was people, rude. She was very very careless with my feelings today. That's all I can say. And I'm trying to get over it. So I've been self-medicating this afternoon and I just wanted to make that perfectly clear to everyone and it's because this lady did not pull forward. So I want to say to people if you don't don't want to mentally abuse people pull forward. Always pull
2: forward. You know, you've been self-medicating, and I think that's absolutely all right and necessary, but that that leads to something that – do you feel like me sometimes, and maybe even this stupid bitch feels this way, although I can't imagine what simplified world she lives in where she would, that you're just sort of like the ball in a pinball machine bumping around a world of fucking idiots who have no idea – to function in a fucking society, and you're just trying to maintain your sanity around a constant fucking tsunami of ins- idiocy. Am I the it, only one that tells that, that
1: way? No, you hit it on the head. You definitely hit it on the head. I I called the place the other day, right? It was my it was my insurance company because we had a limb fall through our back garage roof like six months ago. Okay. And they came yeah, out and they I'll put a tarp on it. Right before the fucking winter time. So they come out, right. they put a tarp on it. And you know, they were giving the guy came, gave an estimate, didn't even give the estimate us, told us he's giving the estimate to the the uh the insurance company. I'm like, Okay, makes sense, I guess. So after six months I call him, and they're like, No, he was first of all, she's like looking on the computer and she's like, Well, I I'm, it's my first week, I don't know what I'm doing and the other lady's on vacation.
0: Oh, God, She's okay. like, I don't even
1: barely know how to turn on the computer. fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thanks for That's being not a good start. part of this. Thanks for being part of my frustration now. <laughs> right. I want to thank wow. you for totally ruining whatever little faith I had in your insurance company right now. <laughs>
2: That is terrible. At least the poor girl was honest, but Jesus Why would you even put somebody so, on the and, phone?
1: And it ends up, they tell me that I, they were supposed to give me the estimate, and I was supposed to call them. I'm like, no. So, of course, now the guy who took all the pictures and stuff, well, he quit, and they can't find any of the fucking stuff. So they had to send another person out to take pictures of it and shit. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Then I found out it, somehow miraculously my deductible is exactly what it will cost to have the fucking thing fixed.
2: Like $10. Well, that's convenient? Yeah. That's can you convenient. believe it? I can't. Wow. The gods are working in someone's favor. Is it yours?
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. Well then you know what? I was I saw this report today, Rufus, talking about how big business rolls over the fucking regular guy. And uh in the in the states where marijuana is legal now. People are not filling up as many prescription drug uh, things for pain pills. So even people that are, like, getting their marijuana on the recreational market are actually using it to replace their pharmaceutical drugs because pharmaceutical drugs are too expensive. It's cheaper to buy pot. And you get the same kind of – So – the big pharmacy companies are like, well, no, we need to regulate pot now. And the FDA is going to try to make that happen.
2: Uh, it's only a matter of time. You know what? I bet it's not only really cheaper than those drugs, I bet it's way fucking better. Oh, but yeah. It's way definitely, fucking better.
1: Definitely better. I know that. It's kind of the stranglehold that pharmaceutical companies have on the Congress.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, man, I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but... I think it was going to take, like, weed getting legalized for the big pharma to realize, oh, shit, we need to clamp down. They're going to do something, man. They're going to do something to try to take it over and way overprice it. I mean, hopefully the cat's out of the bag now.
1: This is what they're trying to do, dude. They're trying to make smoking pot illegal, and they're going to grow all the pot, and they're going to cook it down into little oil capsules that you take that don't get you high at all, and you don't, you know— That's what they want to do, what they've already done But now they want the FDA to say Schedule 2 marijuana Instead of Schedule 1 or just taking it off the schedule At all And making it so The FDA has to get in And like all the rules and regulations Got you know, to be certain To be adhered to where you have to spend Like billions of dollars to be set up To run these fucking factories and shit They're just making it pharmaceutical You won't be able to grow your own You won't be able to smoke your own just like big business does. Always looking out for the little guy.
2: Again, again, dude. I mean, it's shit like that that makes me feel like guys like you and me are just the balls in a pinball machine (laughs) bouncing around, fucking bullshit. We got no power, no control. We're just reacting as best as we can to fucking nonsense and bullshit. You know what? I want to apologize
1: to that lady that parked in front of me. Because you know what at least she did? She took control, and she fucking parked like a jackass. And I want to say hats off to her. <laughs> because that took fucking guts not to be a fucking sheep who parks. Maybe it was her way of saying, fuck you, everybody.
2: It could be. It could be. She's giving the finger to the system there. But I'm giving her a little
1: too much credit, because by the way she was pumping gas with her mouth open, I could tell that she just didn't know what she was doing and probably should not have been driving.
2: Oh, my God. We we have this gas station up here we stopped at today. I mentioned it before because they have a deli in the back that makes fucking right. amazing sandwiches. On white
1: but bread? But they also
2: – yeah, yeah. And they also – uh, did they have the best white bread? I don't know. The sandwiches they make are so fucking simple. Anybody could make them, and yet when they do it, it uh, it's magical. But anyway, they also sell, like, produce. So we stopped there another way after picking up our kid from Boys and Girls Club where he hangs out all day, causing trouble. And we told the kid, go inside, get four tomatoes, and get yourself a root beer. So he goes inside with the money. And we just watch, and there's this menagerie of human beings that are are like otherworldly people that I've never fucking seen before. And they're just strange. I mean, there's like this guy with a limp that – I mean, my understanding of the human skeletal structure is pretty rudimentary, but I can't imagine an injury that would make you limp this way. And his wife is wearing, like, a Hawaiian shirt as a dress, and she's got, like, a bird on her shoulder. And then somebody else pulls up. She's got a baseball bat in her, like, 1982 fucking uh, Bell Air cutlass thing, and she stumbles <laughs> up she's smoking, like, a long-ass fucking, like, wintergreen cigarette. And she comes out with two packs. And it's like this place is, like, a nexus of the weirdest people in the Tri-County area. But uh, none of them blocked us from getting gas.
1: Were they all there to get the sandwich? Were they all there for sandwiches?
2: None of them came out with sandwiches. I don't know. That one lady came out with, like, two Did packs of cigarettes. how stupid they are. And some other people stumbled out. And they had nothing. So I don't know what's going on in that place.
1: Speaking of stumbling... Uh, I go to Home Depot yesterday, right? And I was looking for something, and the lady, I, there's a lady like stocking stuff, and I ask her, and she's going to show me where these S-hooks are. So we start walking, and she's like limping. And I mean like noticeably limping from like one end of the store to the other. And I'm like, well, you know, you could have just pointed to it. I see that you got a little ankle injury there. And she's like, tripped over a case of beer on the 4th of July.
2: July! <laughs> That's an honorable Honorable injury
1: You know and I'm like She obviously doesn't have a problem Because if she did She would have called in sick to work And like been drunk for the last three days
2: Instead of trying to limp it to work Did you When she said that Did you like give her a fist bump Or a high five or a hug Well I said to her is everything okay Because I know that I
1: tripped over a case of beer Is the new I ran into the refrigerator door
2: Oh or I fell down the stairs. You you you're saying she's been beaten by her husband.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't saying it. She was saying it. she obviously she was saying it.
2: it was a big cry for help in Home Depot. Right. And I
1: unfortunately I
2: do not have a
1: social work degree. Do people still get a social work degree? That's there is a noble a noble thing, a social worker. You have to be the most patient, caring uh. person ever. I can't believe anybody would no still kidding. do that. We need to invent the virtual social worker that's like, I understand. I understand. Can you pass this drug test? No,
2: no food stamps for you. That's not a bad idea. It could be an app. They just press you know it what? They, it says, they get more you're okay. fun when they're
1: turning people down for stuff. They just should make it sound more fun. And I think people wouldn't go around
2: shooting people. What do you think of these shootings in Dallas, Rufus? Man, crazy. I don't even know what they're about. I mean, I saw before, yesterday, before it happened, I saw that there had been, I saw headlines that some dude had been shot by police. I didn't, I I don't pay any attention to that shit anymore because it's background noise at this point. But I was really surprised to wake up this morning and see that there was like an orchestrated shooting, like snipers on roofs fucking shooting shit, not just like some, Random guy at the protest who just lost his shit That's pretty funny.
0: Well, it turns crazy.
1: out they're saying now that that's kind of what happened That it was just one dude But I don't see I haven't seen it since earlier today Maybe they came out with more shit I don't know But you know it's like every week we talk about how fucking crazy the world is And how nuts people are But it's like snowballing It's like every week it just gets worse and worse It
2: almost seems like doesn't it yeah. Yeah, it does, dude. I I, I try to stay optimistic, but, but at the same time I'm like Nope, not very optimistic.
1: What will really what will it actually take for the world to change? I mean I d I don't this is gonna sound so gay, but I'm gonna say everybody's smoking weed. I think, I think change, you know what? basically, I think that will change society from like how it is now. Like society now is like a bunch of cocaine People or something. You know what I mean? Everybody's like out for themselves. Fuck you. You know, give me mine. And that kind of fucking attitude. And I think that's what's wrong with America. I agree.
2: It, it's it's what's wrong with the world. And I don't know if it's necessarily smoking weed. There's a mentality that you have when you're smoking weed, which is like, fucking come on, we're only here for a short while. Let's have fun, live together, and
0: not cause static
2: for each other. I mean, I, I read today. Well, the same day that, you know, all these cows were shot, fucking ISIS beheaded. Like, while these guys were alive, they took knives and cut their heads off. And these guys were just – they were, like, famous soccer players over in Syria or whatever. But ISIS banned soccer because it's not Islamic or whatever. So they, they like, publicly executed, beheaded four fucking soccer players in front of, like, children and women and men in a city they own, and I'm like, yeah, weed would help that shit. You know, these what? guys are so fucking repressed that they can't have sex, can't drink booze, can't smoke weed. What do they do export? for fun? Uh, people, I guess.
1: I know. I mean, that, that tells you right now that not jacking off will make you fucking crazy.
2: I'm sorry, you broke up. What would you say?
1: I said, that just goes to show you that not jacking off will make you fucking crazy.
2: It is. It is. And, and not doing weed and not having an alcoholic drink every now and then. Not fucking, like, separating yourself. I think it's vitally important for a human being to, like, dislodge themselves from day-to-day fucking bullshit. You know? I mean, that's healthy. And you're yeah. right. I think that weed is, is the best way to do that. But there's plenty of guys who do it without it, you know, monks and shit who fucking meditate. But really, we're I mean, finished. you almost have to – you've got to get that – it's not even a third-person point of view. It's like a fourth-person point of view where you're, you're just kind of looking at everything and like, oh, yeah, well, cool. Everything is – we're all the same stuff. Let's just chill out. I think the problem
1: is, like, it's just like with human beings or just like with animals. Like, some human beings are wired like crocodiles we <laughs> just like, yes. no fucking filter, no self-control, no fucking, you know, it's all about them and the right. instant gratification type thing. And then some people are wired like, I don't know, what What would you say you're wired like, uh, a camel or something?
2: I guess. I like to hunt twice a day. Right.
1: And you like to drink, and you can hold your drink well. Yeah. So you're, yeah. You're like Camel Rufus. You could be like the new Camel Rufus, like Camel
2: Joe. I'm like the uh, the Rufus on the desert plane. I'm in a, a mirage.
1: You are a mirage. You're a mirage, yet an
2: oasis. Whoa! Wow. Hang on. I get yeah, we we'll right just it to
1: another level here on the Happy Hour. Hey Rufus, I think it's time to play a little bit of Beer's Food. What do you think? You down for it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Beer's Food, folks. Check it out. Uh, it's delicious
2: Google Play and download it All for 99
1: for basic
2: All the places yeah, that make sense true.
1: to buy things now.
2: That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I think in this day age, we don't need to itemize them. We can just say, go get it, and people, it's available wherever people want it.
1: Did I tell you? I had an idea, dude, where if you were at Walmart, I might have told you this. It's like Uber for Walmart. You're at Walmart, right? And you get yeah. online yeah. and you look, someone maybe is. Like, on your way home, okay, It says, like, pick me up this at Walmart. They pay with their credit card, ship to store or whatever. You know how you can just, like, pay and then go pick shit up that day? And you oh, pick yeah. up their stuff to them, and and it's on your way home, granted, and you deliver the shit to them. Right? And for a fee.
2: You haven't seen that, and I think it's a fucking brilliant idea. You would like a it where it's, like, sense. socially... It doesn't.
1: It's like that let it go. You know that let it go app? Have you seen that? Where you like take pictures of shit and post it for sale, like with your phone? Right. It's kinda like that like that simple of an app, you know what I mean? You just I don't know. I'm sure there's some logistics that we'd need to work out, but you know what? The Bud Buddy is actually the the tooling is finished. I'm gonna send you some pictures here in a little bit.
0: The tooling is
1: finished. Uh, the bud buddy, we will have samples of the bud buddy by next week, dude, and 10,000 like uh, a week or so after that. And I'm telling you, it's on Rufus. This fucking what I'm calling the fusion ring, right? Inside the yeah. integrated fusion, inside of the cap of this thing, it like creates a vacuum effect. I swear to god, it makes these really? things so fucking airtight, it's amazing. Got to apply for a patent on this thing. The idea is fairly simple. But we're calling it fusion ring. It's part of the smart stash technology umbrella.
2: That's pretty the way you're describing this stuff, I can like foresee us uh, like in ten years being on like that undercover boss show where they're like uh, Zigzag is, you know, the, the CEO of the multi billion dollar smart stash technology company and he's infiltrating the Chinese It's more like
1: it would have to be the Chinese version, since they're going to be doing most of the work while we collect giant checks.
2: Well, by then, America will be part of China. I'm sure. I'm talking the next 180 days. That's the plan. I'm I'm ready, rock, dude.
1: Yes, me too. So uh, that's something that we can look forward to Our own destiny That's always nice to look forward to
2: Making your own destiny When well, your destiny is, is so bright you got to wear shades That's a good situation to be in It's really saying something about it I feel sorry for, for people that don't You know I
1: think that's the problem Enough people don't care about having a destiny You just can't teach destiny in school I don't think
2: no, you can't. Everybody's concerned about the goddamn fucking now. Nobody thinks about the destiny. Like, what am I here for? What am I supposed to fulfill? What's the tale that people will tell around campfires about me?
1: See, I have I actually have a problem, Rufus, because I think about people that are not fulfilling their destiny. And their deal is, unlike me, I'm an entrepreneur, so I would rather work 80 hours a week than 40 hours a week. Just so I don't have to work 40 hours a week. Does that make sense?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It kind of does. It kind of does in a weird way. But, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'd rather, like, bust my ass as much as possible in the short term so in the long term I can feel for not busting my ass. I don't know if that makes any sense. (laughs) I think I understood what you said there. You were like – Trying
1: to bust your ass, but not fulfilling... No, nah, I don't know. You lost me. You lost me at bust your ass.
3: Well,
2: I'm I mean, it really hard. Like, peso. a week. So that in the future, you don't have to work 80 hours a week. But guys like you and me will always kind of want to work 80 hours a week.
1: I know. See, that's the sad part. These guys, these guys that I work with,
2: you're familiar with how they operate. They
1: call me last week, the day before the week where the weekend starts for the 4th of July and like, we have a situation. Uh Okay. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And it's not that we have a situation. They have a situation that they wanting to make me a part of. And it's like impossible fucking deadline. Okay. Impossible deadline. But, but I deliver my fucking part of it. And they're like, thanks for staying up till four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, well, that's what you have to do sometimes, because at like five o'clock, these guys are like, no, nope, I guess we're not gonna get done, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I did my part, and you're paying me for my part, so this thing's gonna get finished all the way, even if you have to stay up till five o'clock in the morning.
2: Yes. I just love it yeah. when people
1: are like, I'm gonna make that someone else's problem.
2: Yeah, people don't have a work ethic like you and I. Again, God, we we keep finding ourselves the ball in a pinball machine where we're the only sane fucking people willing to do anything. And uh, it's getting tiresome. That's why we need to get 420 products rolling. So are right. We, we can be the guys who sure. don't want to do anything. Just we will learn Chinese from Chinese, Chinese efficiencies in the
1: marketplace. That's what we will find out all about. Because, unfortunately, China, <laughs> they do it better because they take it seriously.
3: But they I know have that to, sounds right?
1: Insane. Right, I, right. But, I mean, they, they're all super professional and friendly. You know what I mean? But they just are like, shit's got to get done. you got to get shit done. You just don't fucking sit around and go, someone else will do it. I mean, I think the American way has just turned into, like, someone else will do
2: it. It it has. It has. It has. I mean, you're right. In, in China, down to the smallest person, the, the person that you deal with on the phone, they're like, this is my livelihood. If I don't do it right, somebody else will and I'll be out of fucking luck, so I better... Uh, I care about this. I mean, it's going to be important. Here, the same people are like, eh, whatever. I can go to monster.com to right. get another job tomorrow. No big and deal. The,
1: and the, right now, the gulag would be, like, crowded. If you are like, send them to the gulag.
2: You know oh, how yeah. they used to
1: do to, like, people who were awful in Russia or whatever? Now people would be, like, totally content just fucking chilling at the gulag. (laughs) That's true. I'm not really sure what the gulag is. Can you explain it to me? Is it a term? Is it a place?
2: Yeah, the gulag was, well, it was gulags, I think, right, plural? Because it it was like prison camps, Russian versions of prison camps, where they just sent you in Siberia to... Bust rocks for the rest of your fucking life For no reason
1: What's the scariest movie you ever have seen
2: You think What's the what movie The scariest Scariest
0: Wow that's tough
2: I've seen a lot of horror movies Horror movies don't really scare me Well
1: Uh, I mean one of them Even if you were like a little kid Or were you always the super tough Rufus macho man that you are Bearded guy like you are
2: now Oh, no. If you want to go back to a little kid, the scariest movie I ever saw that fucked me up for a long time because I snuck in. It was right when my parents got HBO, and we had one TV in the living room. My parents got HBO. Of course, I didn't want to go to sleep. I went to sleep, and then I woke up, and I heard the TV in the living room, and I was like, I'm going to go see what they're doing. So I snuck around the corner, and I hid in the shadows and watched my parents watch this movie called The Hand which is about a disembodied right. hand that fucking, like, murdered people. And yeah, I it for years, it. from the age of, like, six to eight or nine, I was terrified of a fucking hand just, like, crawling around and killing me. <laughs> you know what is
1: a scary one? Or at least this is one It's kind of like that story that you got there. It's uh, Salem's Lot. Are you familiar with that movie? Oh, yeah, that's a Stephen King
2: story. Right, right,
1: right. And it's like a 70s movie that I saw probably when I was way too young. And me and my cousin were staying over at my grandma's house. And we watched it, right? Like, stayed up till like, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm probably, like, 9. He's, like, 7. And uh, we we fall asleep. And in the morning, I go to get up. And I'm, like, going to wake him up. And he looks just like the kid laying in that fucking casket. Oh, you know, shit. Think- he totally fucking trips me out and, like, goes straight up, just like the kid did in the movie, right? He'd, like, been watching me and was, like, playing a trick oh, on me. Oh, no. And I'm fucking scarred for life from that. I can never wake <laughs> anybody up from fucking sleeping now because it fucking scares me.
2: Oh, shit. That's terrifying.
1: So that's why I'm not right in the head. What's your
2: excuse? Well, i tell you what. Speaking of Stephen King, dude. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen The Shining. I'm sure you've seen The Shining. Yes, I
0: have. That I, didn't,
2: I didn't read the book, The Shining, until I was probably 27 or 28, dude. And reading that book, that was the first book I ever read. I'd read a lot of Stephen King shit before that because my mom was a huge fan, and so they kind of leaked over and I read all of her books. But the first time I read The Shining, that was the first time I had to set a book down. It, like, reached a point where I was like, I can't fucking read that anymore today. Because the way that he describes Jack Torrance's descent into madness, he just builds the character so well that by the time he's having crazy thoughts, you, like, agree with him. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. He was killed. You're like, what the fuck? I, I literally, yes. I, I remember, I was Let at me work reading what, when it. I was
1: drinking heavily, I thought exactly like Jack Torrance in every fucking sense of the word.
2: And and the feeling. Even Kubrick captures that in the movie. Like, it's like nothing he says or does, well, maybe what he does, but nothing he thinks or says is really, you know, crazy. Everybody has thoughts like that. There's the fact that he acts on them.
1: The part that I related to the most was, like, his annoyance by everybody around him. Like, when his his, eyes, like, sure, honey, you'll start getting it. It'll start coming to you. Or whatever about writing the book. He's like, yeah, honey, it'll come to you like he wanted to fucking crush her skull. And I totally oh, fucking yeah.
2: with that part of the character. Well, there's, there's this whole fucking arc of his character that's it's hinted at in the movie where he was like before the book starts, or the movie starts, he was a raging fucking alcoholic. <laughs> right. And okay. the, little, the little boy did some bullshit. He was writing a novel... And the little boy got in there and like spread the papers all around the room and tore up and tore right. on him. And he grabbed the boy's and he arm and jerked it. him away, and he right. broke his that's fucking arm. Word. But he had sobered yeah. up years later, but nobody would let him fucking forget it. And you can see how that would just, you know, you're like, look, I'm a better fucking person now. That wasn't, that wasn't you know, that's not who I am now. Would you please shut the fuck up and let me get Did on you with make it?
1: That character up, or do you think that Stephen King had like someone in mind for that fucking character, someone that he knew that that happened to? Not necessarily go into the thing and all the shining and all that stuff, but like a guy who could never live down grabbing his fucking kid, you know,
2: and beat uh, him up because he was... He said that that character is based on himself, not because that happened, but because he was a raging fucking cokehead alcoholic when he was writing that book, and knew that it was like he had to fucking put that shit aside and was like envisioning, like all of his regrets like carrying over into his sober life and shit.
1: That's be why I identify with Jack Torrance
2: so well. Yeah, and and of course Jack Nicholson fucking nailed that fucking role. That <laughs> yeah. L.
1: No doubt about it. No doubt about it. He knows just about everything that he tries to do, but, I mean, it, but they put yeah. in, like, these comedy shit, and you're like, why would you do that? Like, these comedies that they came out with, like I, Morgan Freeman and him and shit, and you're just like, what I the agree. fuck? You know, why are you, there's, there's something better out there. You know what I mean? There's got to be a better movie to be played with Jack Nicholson in it than some fucking buddy card game Movie, you know what I mean? That could be just like a prolonged uh, commercial for prostate checkups or something.
2: Dude, it was just a few days ago that I was flipping around the channels and I saw a commercial for the Bucket List, which is like you said, Morgan Freeman and him. And I just saw the commercial and I was like, what the what the fuck? That is so like not Jack Nicholson. Why why the hell would he do that? Obviously he was ill-advised.
1: We're going to take it into the VIP, folks, so stay with us and check us out on the other side of the show that we call Into the VIP.
0: We're going to head in there
1: right now. Welcome to what uh, we call the VIP part of the show. I'm ZigZag. I'm Rufus. Rufus, you said sexy before we went into the break there. Would you please elaborate on that?
2: Well, I mean, usually when you think of a a VIP section, it's sexier. There's more things going on that maybe, you know, the – Outside world doesn't need to know about it unless they're invited. And so I, I like to think foul
1: this is- on the whole VIP concept now because you don't even have to be a VIP to get into the VIP anymore. You just have to have a credit card or something. It doesn't really matter yeah. who you are. It's
0: just it's like Yo,
1: you want to buy a giant bottle of gray goose with a sparkler sticking out of it? Fuck yeah. Here give us five hundred bucks, you're a VIP tonight.
2: Well, it's kind of like the word gourmet. Like as soon as I remember, I wrote a piece for the Austin American Statesman about this back when I was actually writing shit, and I I took Subway to task on using the word gourmet because they basically just raped that word just like VIP. Like gourmet used to be like going to a fine dining restaurant. At the at at the time, Subway was running restaurant uh, running commercials about how they were serving like gourmet you know sushis and shit, and I was like, come on, are you fucking kidding me?
1: But did Delaware subs consider themselves a gourmet sub? It was We had the Italian gourmet. So I would That's say true. if anybody homogenized the term gourmet, it was Delaware subs, and you did it about 50 times a day for three years.
2: That's true. And I would say if you compared Subway to Delaware subs, Delaware subs would definitely be much closer to a gourmet
0: That's true. gold medal
2: than Subway.
1: That is very true. Very, very true. You ever, when's the last time you've had a, a Tushy's Southside sub?
2: Oh, goddamn. Not since I was in Austin last, which well, I guess we're going on six or seven years now.
1: So you're going to be on vacation next week, Rufus. Uh,
2: what are you planning on doing? I don't know. We've had some upsetting news about that vacation, actually. Oh, no. Um, My brother and sister-in-law, who are the people who organized the vacation, it was their idea. Their little dog, Duke is his name, he's a miniature chihuahua who's old as fucking dirt, dude. They've had that dog since they've been married for the past seven years. And it was my sister-in-law's since long before she met my brother. Well, just like two days ago, I get a text from my, my brother and he's like, we might not be able to make it. Duke's taking a turn, and he's got some kind of crazy disease, infection, emergency fucking bullshit going on. And it's going to cost a lot of money that, of course, they have to spend, and they don't want to leave him alone. I mean, it's like a 15-year-old chihuahua. I mean, this guy is like an right. old Yoda chihuahua. So they're, they're not going to be there. My brother and sister-in-law and their their little boy, Henry, won't be there. So it's just going to be... Me and my folks, which is cool. I mean, it's still on, but you know, disappointing that uh the the people that orchestrated the whole thing can't be there. Yeah, I'd like to see my All
1: the All Also, a reason for you to drive up to Curie Beach to find that uh, that buried treasure I left for you. In our quest, we're gonna call this hyperslot <laughs> quest, blood buddy. Sponsored by 420 Products USA. Rufus is going on a quest
3: <laughs> a to quest?
1: find. Um, and the bud I loved you was called Sweet Tooth, by the way. Very, really, very what's that nice, all about? Delicious uh, sativa indica hybrid. It's uplifting yet relaxing at the same time. Rufus, I think you're gonna find it perfect for the beach.
2: Really? I've I've not had this stuff. So uh, describe it in further detail, because I'm I'm very intrigued.
1: It's uh, it smells a little bit like skunk because it's a very okay. high grade marijuana. I would say the trichomes are probably amber, yet maybe clear and milky a little bit. And I would say the THC range is about 20 to 22% THCA, which is the active ingredient that makes you high. I would so I would really wh- recommend. It.
2: Is it one is it one that like spurs creativity and doing things or is it one that spurs like chilling out and just sort of enjoying whatever's happening?
1: The deal is, Rufus, it's a hybrid, so it does spur the creativity and the making you want to do stuff. But at the same time, it just kind of relaxes you in that same vein. You want to get stuff done, but you're not, like, tweaked out about getting it done.
2: You're just like, wow. I'm going to do
1: it. I'm going to get it done. It's the perfect
2: blend. I, I need that every day. I wish Monsanto would just make a bill. <laughs> and They will.
0: And they, sure will. they will.
1: But you know what? It won't make you have any of those feelings that you want. It will instead give you some weird feeling and a headache <laughs> and nausea.
0: And then you'll cancer.
1: have to to get rid of that awful feeling that's making their weed film.
2: Oh, my God. That, that's their stick. They synthesize it to make you sick. And then they're also funding like uh, dispensaries in Colorado to make you well again.
1: Oh, I'm sure they have thought of all that. I can't imagine the teams of people that work. You know, and that's just, it's sad because I, I don't really watch or listen to a lot of Bob Marley, dude, but the other night, I saw something on Facebook. It was like an interview or like famous quotes from Bob Marley or whatever. And the mm-hmm. guy, I think he died when he was like 33 or was he like 27 or something? He's super fucking young. But yeah. this guy's fucking insights on the world and just about being a peaceful person and Shit like that, I was just like amazed for being so young how yeah. wise like, he was. These are thoughts that I haven't had until recently that this guy's spouting off in like his early twenties. And it almost made me think because they're talking about Rastafarians and stuff like that, and how he got into the Rastafarian culture and stuff. And I'm like, those guys are like monks really, the way that they teach people and stuff. You know, they're really knowledgeable about stuff. So what? They smoke weed. It even gives them, like, a further insight to, like, common understanding of, I don't want to say basic human thinking or, you know, just life in general. It's pretty amazing, really.
2: Well, that's that's what, it seems like I read something like that recently that, you know, everybody associates you know, Marley and the Rastafarians or whatever was just like being a stoner and stuff, but like that they really used it like a tool to, you know, gain insight in, into the fucking world and, and of course, Marley to write better songs and to you know, uh, have some insight into and, and human nature. It disgust. wasn't just like,
0: yeah. Right.
2: And then we're just all just sitting around stoning their brains out and getting drunk. It wasn't like a frat party. I mean, it was like, we're using this to become smarter and better and more compassionate. Right.
1: Well, and you know, that's why they don't want you to use it, though. Because they got, yeah. those guys were like, you know what? There's one guy asked Bob Marley if he was rich. And Bob Marley said, what do you mean by rich? You know what I mean? He's like, I don't care about money. I'm rich in friends. I'm rich in peace of mind. You know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And he's being sincere. Yeah. Like nowadays, yeah, that'd be like some blurb your PR guy would write for you if anybody asked if you're like being rich, you know what I mean. But he's being fucking seriously sincere, and, and that's what's frustrating to like big corporations and whoever. Even at the time, is that the Rastafarian people didn't? They don't care about money and amassing a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? They are like monks in a in a way that they're just about living in the moment and and thinking about shit. You know, instead of being like, I need to buy a bigger TV.
2: Yeah, that's that's completely incompatible with like modern-day capitalist fucking bullshit, or even communist bullshit. Anything that's money-driven or money-controlled, that has no place in it. And, yeah, that's why it, it kind of gets you know, pushed up. They, the, no, side.
1: the death of the middle class is coming for sure. Don't you think so?
2: I think it's here. I think guys like you and me are lucky, dude. I think it, it's I really here. Too. I think it's here, yeah.
1: And it's a scary thought because people will have to take up arms and shit. You know what I mean? And we're getting to a point, and people don't want to think this, but where Russia was, you know, 30 or 40 years ago with oligarchies Mm -hmm. and shit like that and the squeezing out of the fucking middle class and just taking all the rights away from the middle class, you know, they were more socialist every day. Really? When they want to break up unions and shit like that?
2: Yeah, it's, it's all about control and regulation because with regulation comes taxes. you got to pay for somebody to approve something or whatever, no matter what you're doing, no matter how big or small you are. So, yeah, I mean, life is getting more and more compartmentalized and controlled by various people who don't really give a shit about your motives or your personality or your life or goals. The idea that it's Chris weird. Christie
1: could be a fucking vice president makes me want to fucking puke. That guy is a twisted fucking weirdo. Have you read any of the opinions that guy has on anything?
2: No, nope. but isn't he the guy that something happened in New Jersey. It was like an emergency situation, and to make a point, he like closed down bridges so that like ambulances and shit couldn't right. get across.
1: Right, that that was that went in for like months. He did that on purpose because someone made him mad. So Ugh. he like closed down a fucking bridge that was like an artery to New York City, just to be a fucking
2: dickhead. Dude, so you say vice president. candidate? Did Trump like tap him to be his VP? He's
1: on the list. He's on the oh, short list.
2: Jesus Christ!
1: I just. Uh, I don't know. I was so hoping that Hillary would be indicted so they would have to throw Birdie up against Trump because every day in the polls, Hillary's losing ground to fucking Trump.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I still think overall, again, I, I, I think I've said this before, but I think the trend is positive. I think people are getting fed up and are now sort of the veil's been you know, lifted up that politics is complete fucking bullshit. So hopefully by the time our kids are grown up, the the world's going to be a completely different and better place. Because I, I really think people, even small town fucking conservatives around here, I can hear them grumbling that it's all a fucking sham and a hoax and nobody gives a fuck about anyone except for getting elected uh, so, I, I think the lights are getting turned on in a lot of people's minds. See, I'm thinking people, we might not see it I, in our lifetime. I'm
1: thinking people are already forgetting all that shit. Like, even though it was in the forefront of everything like uh, two months ago, now people are just like back to watching the news and oh, Hillary's got her trouble with uh, these emails. Who gives a fuck about that shit? You know what I mean? But they're making yeah. it into a big deal. And it's like, okay, business as usual. You know, the people that were supposed to be in power that can be controlled by big business and shit are, are the people that are going to get elected. So all the hoopla's over. Go back to eating your chicken wings.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the business as usual part is upsetting.
1: <laughs> it is upsetting. Really, it is. And they say, okay, get out and do something, but I'm telling you, when you get out and do something, like protest or whatever, they send the fucking cops in.
3: You
1: know, or the army or whoever. You, they're, I mean, you're just not allowed. It's just not fucking
2: allowed. Well, I think it's funny how each side, whether it's a political party or just groups of people or whatever, complain about the uh, the status quo when each side has their own status quo. That it, 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 I mean, do you want the democratic status quo? Because we've had that for a long fucking time. You want know, the Republican status right. quo? That didn't work out too well. I mean, you can complain about the status quo, but either way, you're supporting your status quo. I mean, I think the shit has to get – god damn. I hate to say it, but we would benefit so much in the long term if just a gigantic fucking meteorite just, just landed right in like Montana and blew the fuck out of everything, like shut down the internet, shut down the power grid. And we were back to just like, oh, my God, there's no lights. We can make fire if we're lucky. Let's regroup and get shit together. And I guarantee you no one would go running to Hillary Clinton or Obama or Trump or Bernie for that matter. I mean if people were just like zapped back into the stone age, nobody would give those people any fucking frame of reference or mind at all. It would be like, oh, my God, what the fuck do we do?
1: It's funny thing because I've been reading my small town rag here, right? And now it's like, oh, you got weeds in your garden? Fucking Obama this or, you know. uh, (laughs) I'm being dead fucking serious. It's like everything's like blame Obama
3: for whatever.
1: And I'm telling you, it's like, oh, yep, uh, the price of corn is too high. Blame Obama. Uh, I mean, everything is like fucking blame Obama. It's,
2: it's, and like, again, it's, and
0: again,
2: so bad. Well, he really didn't do right anything that bad, shit? did he? Who even thinks that shit? Well, like, he didn't do anything more bad than any other president. <laughs> right. I mean, they're all figureheads anyway, but again, I mean, doesn't it just make you when you read shit like that feel like you're the ball in a pinball machine and you just have no control because idiots are writing the news and controlling everything? Yes. It
1: does make me feel like a pinball. You know what? What I'm afraid of, too, is you were speaking of figureheads. You're, I'm afraid that if Donald Trump gets elected, he might not realize that the that uh, the president is just a figurehead. He might actually try to, like, make his own fucking decisions, which actually scares the fuck out of me. Well, hopefully,
2: if the presidency is just a figurehead, I mean, he'll get put in this place pretty fucking quick. Uh, but, you know, I'm afraid that he won't. I mean, that, dude, so who's going to put him in his place? What? I mean, if the presidency is a figurehead and the Congress really runs shit or some other shit that we don't even know about, then they'll just be like, listen that and be like here's how the thing's going to fucking run. Yeah, probably the Rothschilds or whoever does Bilderberg, the Bilderberg group meeting. Listen to that and be like, look, you can you know, talk trash and be a brash fucking gunslinging douchebag. But here's what you're going to do, really, over the next four years, period, or we're going to kill your whole fucking family, even the attractive ones, which are all of them. His wife and daughter are pretty goddamn hot.
1: Donnie's a sexy piece of man meat,
2: too. I
1: like to butter <laughs> him up a little bit of
2: Oh, man, when he killed that, that lion or whatever, I was just overfed.
1: Or its tail. He's truly bad.
2: Uh, he made my Dumbo I get
1: dumb hard. I'll tell you what, the thought of seeing him holding that, lion's t- or that uh, elephant's tail bricks me up pretty good. <laughs> you know, I
2: found uh, him in a
1: heartbeat. <laughs> oh, man. That's, you know what? That's exactly what the girl said right before you date raped her. Yeah, I said it here. Oh, my. Hey, here's an idea for a TV show, dude. More like a documentary. What they should do, and this is going to sound rude, but I don't mean this to be rude at all. This is, like, a dead serious idea for a show. Is that, you know how, like, kids, they're giving, like, kids weird, super weird fucking names now? Yeah. Like, a name has, like, uh, three vowels, and then, like, an apostrophe, and then, like, nine consonants in a row, but ends up with, like, eek or queous or something like that. They need to, like, follow kids over, like, a 15 or 20 year period and see what kind of effect, could be a positive effect, it could be a negative effect, like having an, uh, a super duper unusual name like that has on someone's life.
2: They've done that. I've, I've, I've seen the study because I was curious about that a few years ago and I looked it up and they have done a study where they, they uh, it was African American study because African Americans tend to either name their children over like biblical names Or they make up something that sounds like African, right? And there was a study done that followed all these people, and sure enough, the people that had the weird names did not proceed in life the way that you would think. But while the people with like names like Michael and John or whatever did. And so, if I can find it, I'll send it to you. But yeah, I've wondered that myself, and I. I checked it out. There was a study done. I'm
1: glad that someone spent the money to find that out because I didn't. I hated for us to have to spend our own money to do that. That's why I was uh, making it into a TV show.
2: Well, I'm sure it was tax funds, so you did spend your money on it.
1: Not as much as I should have. No. No.
2: No. You and you and uh, Trey Kwan should have spent more money on it. <laughs>
1: right. But that's that's actually the main accountant is the Trey Kwan.
2: <laughs> Chris Trequan. <laughs> hey. He sounds quite trustworthy. So okay, yeah. tell me this. If if you're running like I can tell a, trustworthy
1: because he wears a bow tie.
2: If you if, if you're running like a, a branch of H and R block and some guy named Demetrius Traquan comes in with a bow tie and and uh you know aggressive looking horn rimmed glasses like that. Black protester guy. And then some dude named John Smith comes in who's white. Which one are you going to hire? Uh,
1: well, that's a very good question, Rufus. What uh, what what kind of test scores are we talking here between Demarcus, Trayvon and
2: uh, John Smith? Are they DeMarcus, equally matched. They're equally matched. The only difference is one has a silly name, and he's black. Wearing a bow tie and horn rimmed glasses like Malcolm X, he only has white, and he's wearing a tie dyed uh, Grateful Dead T-shirt.
1: Well, that's a no-brainer, dude. I go with Demarquius because he's definitely going to take the job a lot more seriously than the other guy. Not true, Rufus. Not true. I would never hire a guy named Demarquius.
2: It's just not who I am.
1: Oh, thank
2: God. You're making me worried that I was the only racist on the show.
1: Dude, I found out why they don't wear like regular neckties. Actually, this what? is just a theory. This is just a theory of mine. I don't think that uh, the black gentleman now they prefer to wear the bow ties. Maybe they don't. And this is going to sound so politically wrong, but I'm not meaning this to be wrong. Maybe they don't wear them because it kind of reminds them of a noose. Do you think? I mean, because in a weird way, a tie is just a
2: noose. That is interesting. I mean, a tie is a noose for anyone who wears one, for sure. But yeah, I can see that being especially.
1: The idea of a noose, like a businessman in a noose, like with no freedom. But I mean, think about it. Maybe, I wonder if the necktie was invented as some kind of sexual device for, like, uh, you know how these people like to choke themselves off and masturbate, and then people just like started wearing them around. Why else would you tie something around your neck?
2: Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I hate wearing fucking ties. I can tie one. I can tie one pretty well. But how can I? Know. Well, you had to wear one to work every day. I did at the pawn shop, yeah. But we're, we weren't exactly upstanding citizens. I mean, we walked in drunken hung over, and we had ties pre-tied, like, hanging on the shelves in the back, and we just sort of You commanded a lot
1: of respect in that dirty tie.
2: I just want you to know that. I did! I did, actually. And think about the type of person that would have given me respect. The clientele at that place was uh, (laughs) so hard.
1: I know, they're like, this guy's wearing a tie. He obviously knows about spot prices of gold, and, uh, Carrot qualities and diamonds. He's got a fucking tie
2: on, for Christ's sake. No shit. Not just this guy, but this bleary-eyed,
0: unshaven
2: guy who's in his 20s. And I'm a construction worker in my 50s having to pawn my shit, and he's giving me, like, less than 7% of what it's worth But he's got a tie on, so I'll sign that piece of paper.
1: Dude, you know what we should do? We should invent a pawn shop where we have, like, a phony machine we take whatever they put it in the machine, right, and it, like, it, like, runs, like, some fake lasers over it, so it looks like it's, like, reading the, the item that they brought in a pawn, and just, like, yeah. one of us could sit in the back typing up, like, a super low estimate on something and be like, sorry, man, that's what the machine says it's worth, you know what I mean, and people are like, okay, well, the machine says so, the machine knows all, you'd be like, it checks databases from all over the world. You know, some kind of bullshit like that,
2: and, and people just be like, well,
1: it's a, it's a printout, it must be legit.
2: Dude, that's very close to how things were in the pawn shop whenever the internet hit. Because I was still working in the pawn shop, I was working in the uh, South Lamar pawn shop, which is the one that gets all the musical instruments and stuff, and we had eBay then, so we started searching eBay. Somebody brings something in, we search eBay, and we'd be like, well, hey. The beds are only this much, and they'd be like, well, okay, I know it's a $4,000 guitar, but I'll take <laughs> $120. If only I hadn't been on
1: the other end of that conversation before.
2: <laughs> you the pawn shop job was so awesome. Oh, oh, my God. How do you sleep at night
1: with <laughs> your, your dirty noose? Your, your noose stained with beer and cigarette smell. And
2: uh I'm guessing some Taco Bell queso. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Queso. That's funny. The guy Ken, Kenny, we called him, at the first pawn shop I worked at, when when I started working at the pawn shop in Roehampton, uh, he was this old redneck guy, and his little weird little fetish was he kept Taco Bell packets in his desk and he would just walk around all day just squeezing the Taco Bell packets into his mouth. Okay, uh, was that
1: to cover up the smell of vodka? Uh,
2: yeah, or uh, probably whiskey, cheap beer, <laughs> or whiskey. cheap
1: beer. I, you know what, I just can't imagine people sneaking whiskey. To me, it makes absolutely no fucking sense. If you're going to sneak no. something, sneak vodka, or something clear, I just, I don't know. It's like you can't add whiskey to, like, Gatorade no. or anything. You know what I mean? You have to like you have to have like a setup to
2: drink whiskey. You have to you be like, all right, vodka
1: with a bunch of ice.
2: You could put vodka in a in Ozarka water bottle, and nobody would fucking know.
1: Right? Exactly. Exactly. And beer in a
2: ginger ale bottle
1: works pretty well too. Just uh, for the listeners, if you're ever gonna oh, go no, to a concert. I I got this idea from my old friend Johnny Gonzalez when I was uh, a freshman at St. Edward's. He went to St. Edward's as well. And we were going to see a band down at Town Lake. And you couldn't bring your own alcohol, right? But you could bring coolers of pop and stuff. So we set up and we filled up a bunch of two liters, like two liter ginger ale ale bottles full of beer from a keg, you know what I mean, and put it in a cooler. So it just looked like – and you know what? He taught me another trick, and this actually was his uncle taught taught us this trick together, I think, was to take your cooler, put a bunch of beer on the bottom of, like, a big cooler, then put some towels over it, then put put a little bit of ice, then put more stuff in, like, the ice. So when you looked in, if they looked down in the cooler, it just looked like the bottom of the cooler. Pretty brilliant, really. That is brilliant. is brilliant I must say God bless you Johnny Gonzalez Wherever you are <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know, you know like
1: what also he also taught me He also taught me How to rub my meat And what? I don't mean that The way that it sounds But he actually taught me How to put like a spice rub on meat Because that's a really? super Texas thing You know people Like a lot of people weren't doing that 20 or 30 years ago Well, they probably were in Texas, but they weren't where I'm from, and he's, like, telling me. I can remember the instant, dude. We smoked a joint at his apartment, and he's cooking up some venison, and he's, like, this is what you got to do. And he's taking this rub that he had from his dad or whoever. He's, like, you got to put it on, and you got to rub it in with your hand and let it sit for a while. And you know what's funny is I'm cooking a pork butt today that I rubbed uh, with a rub in
2: the smoker. Oh, man, I like pork in a good butt. I do
1: too. Bone in. That's
2: what I always find. The no, bone. No. Always bone in. I love my bone in a pork spot. But...
1: That. As long
2: as you're the bone er and not the bone e. <laughs> All right, I got to run dude, because my my bladder is like it's hanging over my knees. It's some goddamn. Poor. All right, well,
1: well I guess we'll talk to you on next week's show when you're. We'll have to do a, a show. Are, when are you leaving? Sunday.
2: Ah, uh, Now even Monday, I might be completely unavailable next week for the show.
1: What about we've got to do this treasure hunt? I have to send you the coordinates
2: for your treasure hunt. We might this we might so be
0: able so to do
1: it. it. We can actually do this treasure hunt so easily.
2: Send me send me the coordinates. We'll we'll try. It. It'll it be fun. All
1: right, I'm gonna. I, you'll be in touch. Like I can text you and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I i have internet. I'll just be in
2: family mode bullshit no, you, and not you're, be you're able to.
1: Family mode for like 48 hours, then you'd be like, I would like to talk to anybody else in the fucking world
2: mode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah, via text. Trust me. I know that. mode. okay.
2: <laughs> you're, you know, I'm, you're probably right. You're wiser than I.
1: You let your 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 this is how you're gonna work it. I'm gonna explain to you right now. You're gonna let your mom and your dad are gonna help take care of your son, but your wife's gonna be there to make sure that they know what they're doing and you're just gonna be off thinking about how you don't wanna be around everybody else and how to
2: sneak away. My wife won't be there. She's staying here.
1: No way. Yeah. Oh my god. Dude, you're about to take a fucking week off And just do nothing Because your mom's going to want to watch your son the whole time
2: Yeah, that's true They don't even want to see me They just want to see the, the boy Right,
1: you're going on a fucking Dude, this has got uh, Scavenger Hunt written all over it <laughs> Okay, well I'm, I'll try, take, I'll try. I'm, I'm holding, give it a shot. Off. Sure. You know what, this is what you tell your parents So you're taking a day And you're going to drive the golf cart up to Curie Beach, which is going to take you like 25 minutes, except you got to take the, the ride on the well, – take you probably 45 minutes with the ride on the ferry, right? Uh-huh. And you're going to look at my place there, and I can – there's a key there if you want to check it out. And uh, in case you want to rent it for next year or some bullshit like that, or you know what, I'm going to let you stay there for free because you can always stay there for free anytime you wanted, But – and use and an excuse to drive up there. It'll be fucking genius. It'll be comedy gold. I think we should do it. And I'll,
2: I'll film it. I'll, I'll, I'll film it. I yes. Promise. Yes. Most of them. you have a GoPro? I don't have a GoPro, but I have a phone and a camera. I'm
1: just just throwing that out there. That's
0: all. <laughs> <It's kind of laughs> well, I, I do not <laughs> I'm just saying that
2: everybody's like you, zigzag. Not everybody's got a GoPro. Some people just have cameras and phones. They live like filthy
1: animals, I tell you. Filthy animals. That's true. <laughs> All right, I'll be in touch, dude. Hey, I'm going to send you these pictures of the Bud Buddy, uh, the, the ones that uh, are finished from the new tooling. And uh, I want you to check them out. And uh, we'll okay. talk to you next week, I hope, dude. I'm going to be texting you a lot. So I'm going, to, I'm going to have to say this, dude. I'm going to have to start insisting that you text back.
0: I always text back.
1: Oh, I always might be a little strong with the texting back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, if, if you if you send me a text with like a screenshot, my phone for some reason doesn't handle that well. So I, I can't
1: oh, see them okay. or respond. Oh, because I send you tons of screenshots and they're always hilarious. But apparently I you know. haven't been getting them. So you've missed out on I've, a lot of comedy gold,
2: mum nuts. Time to fucking step it up to the iPhone. I know. For some reason, it, the screenshots always look huge, so I've always intended to like save them, download them, email them to myself. But that's a lot of steps. And why would you, know, you have I, to I, do I, that? I the whole day.
1: idea that you have to do that says throw that phone in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the phone. I think it's my lack of understanding on how to use the phone. Well, I'm going to explain something to you right now, dude. You're getting a Mac, right?
2: I am. I can't, I can't so, wait. I'm,
1: I'm so fucking you, disappointed. Right now, it's, this is what you need to be doing, dude. You need to be shopping for an iPhone. Because your life is about to get so much fucking easier if you have a Mac and an iPhone.
2: That
1: having a Mac and not having an iPhone is fucking stupid.
2: But The Mac is only for like voiceover and music. It's not going to be like... Dude, else.
1: You, you're going to use it for everything. Don't even fool yourself. Buy yourself, like, two fucking backup hard drives to shit, save shit off your computer, you know what I mean, like all your other files, and there's no, just use your Mac for everything. It's so fucking much simpler.
2: I don't want to spend 600 bucks for a fucking phone. That's
1: why you make a payment plan and pay an extra $9 a month on top of your bill and you get to keep the latest phone.
2: Nah, I don't do that. I don't do contracts or plans.
1: It's not a contract. I ain't
2: done it. Well, you, you always... Own it.
1: Well, I, yeah, just I don't
0: want question. payment. I, I don't know why I'm
1: going to be fucking paying anyways. Let them finance it. It doesn't cost me anything more.
2: True. We'll see. We'll see how this network's at. It's like $6. So this,
1: the, the same thing in the place... Give?
2: The same thing applies to an Android phone because, like, I've, I've already got a seat with my laptop and my desktop. This is what you're not understanding,
1: Rufus. You're going to say, Apple, fuck this fucking other shit. I might. I might. We'll see. Oh, you are, my friend. You don't know it yet, but you
0: are. <laughs> I've I heard Talk more Apple horror stories That's from good. you than I've... You all right? Huh?
2: Hold on a second. All right, you broke up. What's that? No, I'm here. No, i said I've heard more Apple – well, no, that's not true. I can't say it. I can't say it. You might be right. God damn it. Why are you always right? I was going to say that I've heard more Apple horror stories from you and from your Mac than I've had PC horror stories. But that's not true because my PC – that's why I'm getting mad man, because my PC is – that's some goddamn much. Look, I
1: I but I'm on my Mac just like You know what I mean? I'm always You'll be always on it too. It's not the computer's fault, dude. It's me ignoring signals the computer's like telling me that maybe I should back something up or maybe I should get a new hard drive, you know, because that shit fails. Now I just got it yeah. backed up fucking different ways. I'm saying interface-wise, Apple is so much fucking easier. I'm not saying the hardware is any better, but the programming and the way that shit is fucking designed to work together,
2: is like nine and fucking K. Dude, I'm going to vouch for Mac right here. The hardware has got to be better. Because, dude, this Mac is used. It's used. And the specs on this fucking machine blow away all of my PCs that I bought just a year ago, dude, and this Mac I'm getting is from 2009, and it's seriously, like, I did all the benchmark shit, and the Mac, even though it's it's also using an Intel uh, CPU, this guy's like a a, a badass graphics driver, and I compare it, I mean, not, not only to my PC that shit on me, but my laptop, and this ancient in technological standards, this Mac, Blows the fuck away out of all of them, so I I, I am really stoked. I, I can't wait to get. What my did answer. you get? Um, what
1: size did you end up getting?
2: It's an iMac. It's just a, a 21 and a half inch screen, but it's that you know that iMac that's all unified. Yeah. It's a screen. No, I know. With everything in it, and so uh, yeah, I, I I am really excited about it. And I, I am hoping that it's so fucking badass that. Like I do, kind of foresee myself kind of becoming a Mac guy after it because I've watched a lot of videos about it now, and uh, I'm familiar with the operating system on it. It's the I think it's running Mavericks, which is from
0: 2013
2: right. or whatever. And I'm really stoked. What sucks is that it comes in on the 11th, and then I leave for a week. Ah, and 12th. you
1: won't be there. I know. What? I know. You alone so with, with your computer.
2: Don't I piss her, her off, her, dude. Said, She'll I'm, smash dude, it. Dude, I told her I'm going to leave that in the box. Don't you dare fucking touch it. But I know I can't. I, I just can't wait to get it. I'm going to set it up and start fucking with it. And I just wish... I've almost canceled the trip, just so I could... Oh, my God. No, dude, that's I can't something wait. I
1: do. That's something
2: dude, I'm not... Do. I'm advising you against it. I really am still. I, I can't fucking wait to see. Well, I'm excited see. for
1: you. I'm excited to see you. You know what? Let's set a reminder to revisit this in 60 days and see if you've made any solid decisions on what you're going to do as far as the future of computers for the uh, Soskowski
2: household. I I, I pretty much decided if this Mac proves to be as awesome personally as, you know, your proclamations and the, the web at large proclamations then I'm pretty much just gonna get a a Mac notebook as my work computer and fuck all PCs. Yeah and, and be But done you with know it. What, you,
3: so, what
1: sucks is dude? If you can find an old Mac notebook and I've been looking for one, it's a seven got a seventeen inch monitor. Uh that's like a fucking dream, but they quit making those. Now it's either fifteen inches or thirteen inches. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Bastards. But they were sweet. Okay, well, and I should have got well, one. But Mac. you know what I did instead? Instead, I bought the fucking 13-inch one. And you know what? I don't really use a laptop that much. I'm on a fucking desktop all day. So it doesn't really
2: matter to me. Well, I use the laptop a lot. But even the new one, like on the, the Mac website, the new one, you can get for like 1200 bucks. That's fucking right. pretty amazing, I think. Oh, so. that's the one I got. It's a fucking rad
1: computer. Don't get me wrong. It's a MacBook Pro. And it's more yep. powerful than any fucking in, uh, desktop that you could put your fucking hands on. I can guarantee you that. You plug this into a monitor, it's like a fucking solid computer through and through.
2: God damn. All right, I'm going to Mac Boner, but I've got to use it to yeah, because my bladder. Yeah, go Mac it is...
1: off. I'm going to go Mac
2: off. Let's, let's make <laughs> <I'm> a
1: new
2: <dude> thing. <laughs> <saying. laughs> That's not a bad <laughs> idea. Mac, mac off. off. We should coin that phrase.
1: Yes, we should. Let's do it right now. I'm coining the phrase Mac and off.
2: That's when people get online <laughs> and talk about how great their Mac is. I'm jotting that down for a show notes. Mac and off. All right, dude, I seriously got to go. I'll, I'll, all right, I'll, all right,
1: I'll be in touch. Keep an eye on your text. Talk soon. Uh revoir. Take care, it. Talk to you next week.
3: Yes, sir. Yeah,
1: adios. Warhol called Who's That Lady That Looks Like a Taco? I guess it's called Lovely Lady, but check it out. This one will get stuck in your brain, no doubt. Who's that lovely lady? Who's that lovely lady? Who's that lovely lady that looks like a taco? Who's that
0: Who's that lovely lady that looks like a taco? Who's that lovely lady?
1: I think it's only appropriate that we end tonight's show with a little bit uh, about the tacos since earlier in the show we were talking about tacos and how I could eat them forever hey thanks for joining us today July 8th 2016 this has been the Hypersloth Happy Hour we'll catch you next Friday because for the summer we're doing Friday free-for-alls every Friday so we'll check you then adios thanks for
3: listening
1: to Hypersloth Happy Hour Zigzag and Rufus